Shafiyari runda je gwala bira kabira jido. Oh, sorry, you want it in, oh, that was Castleton. Oh, you want it in English? Okay, fine. Hey, hello sci-fi fans, this is State Your Name from Show Movie Book Universe We Know You From, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Dinner Podcast with Tony Curran. Hey, hello sci-fi fans, this is Tony Curran from Sci-Fi's Defiance, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Hope you're well, take care of each other, and if you can't be good, be good at it. Listener Feedback Show. This is one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. This is Miles P. McLaughlin. And M is not with us tonight. She worked a very long day at a real job. And uh, as anyone knows who has real jobs here, we are uh, easily tired sometimes. And, and we work long days. And so she is not here. But she will be at New York Comic Con representing the Sci-Fi Diner. So if you see her, make sure you stop in and say hi. Absolutely. And we certainly do miss her tonight. Oh, yeah. It'll be nice to have her. Listener Feedback Show is a chance where you get to share your thoughts on what you're watching, the new shows. What are you thinking of Heroes Reborn? Are you watching Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And uh, we, of course, have Minority Report and many, many other shows that are starting Arrow, Flash, you name it. The list goes on and on and on. What are you watching? What are you liking? What are you loving? Are you, do you like The Martian? Let us know. We want to hear from you. You can email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. We would love, love, love. Did I say love, Miles? Yes, you did. Okay, well, we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. And tonight, we're going to start off by sharing a little bit about what's going on in our sci-fi world and in, uh, in our little... Our little corner of crazy and cozy that we like to do, watch, and see sci-fi. Miles, why don't you go ahead and start off? What what, what are you what are you doing in, in, with sci-fi these days? Uh, last weekend, um, my wife and I saw the, the the second part of the Maze, the Scorched Trials, in theaters, and uh, that was that was good. I actually liked this one better than the first one. I thought they really did a good job with it. Um, fans of Game of Thrones will recognize the actor who plays the Little Finger. And there, he's got a very important role in there. Ooh, very good. Mm-hmm. And um, also, um, a guy you and I interviewed at our Far Point a few years ago, uh, John Carl Esposito from uh, Revolution. He he had a part in this oh, movie yeah, also. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So a few familiar faces. That, yeah, uh, from Breaking Bad, uh, mm-hmm. Revolution, and he was also in. Uh, he was Mr. Glass in Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, that's awesome. Yeah. So we we saw that. And uh, reading wise, I'm uh, reading. A new Star Trek novel uh, in the Titan series uh, called Sight and Scene by James Swallow. Yeah, we haven't interviewed him. We haven't interviewed him yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to you got to get on that. Uh, well, I'll well, yes, <laughs> we'll, I'll get on it. We'll get we'll get on mm-hmm. because we don't have enough interviews. But no, we do. We actually have quite a few interviews. But we would always love to have others. We haven't had a Star Trek author on for a while. Yeah, we we should we should do that. We need to. Mm-hmm. We need to. Well, very good. Um, that sounds like that's keeping you busy. And there's lots of TV keeping me busy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Too much. What What are some of the new shows that you're watching that you're really interested in? Uh, I just started watching uh, Minority Report. Um, hold, I, pro- hold Promise? Is it promising? I mean, from what you I saw? I think it's promising. Um, wait and see. It's on Fox. And so that 
doesn't necessarily spell um, a good. That doesn't mean necessarily mean it's good. We're okay unless you bring Summer Glow in, and then it's all over. <laughs> hey, don't don't be don't be dissing on Summer. Oh, I'm not dissing on Summer. I'm just saying that any show she's on, she ends up getting the axe. Well, the fact the fact. The fact that it's on Fox doesn't necessarily bode well, but uh, I'll enjoy it while while it's on. There you go. I uh, just finished watching um, Fear the Walking Dead. That was uh, the spinoff show they did this summer. Um, they, I think they only did like four, five episodes. So it was a very short season, but it was good. It was the premise was that this is in um, California, and it it's happened when the zombie apocalypse it, it, it just started. It, unlike the Walking Dead, we we see it. However, a month or so after um, Rick recovers from the coma, I mean, the zombie apocalypse has already happened by the time he he's up and about. We're seeing it happen as we uh, as we go. So this is kind of an origin story, so to say. Yes, an origin sto- story, but it's happening in diff- totally different place, totally different characters, and right. how, how they're how they're dealing with it. Very, very good, very good. Um, so I also start, started watching the first episode of Heroes Reborn. I really and you're liking it. it. I am liking what it. What I saw of it is absolutely awesome. It's been mm-hmm. getting great reviews. So it, um, I'm glad that I'm glad they're doing this. Uh, it, it didn't necessarily end so well. I mean, it did critically. It, people didn't care for it. So hopefully, they have a chance to do this right. Yeah, kind of redeem the hero's name. Yeah, a little it, bit. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Continuum, what are we at, season four now? Season four, it's final season, yeah. Wow. So uh, I've watched the first two or three episodes. Um, it, it's very enjoyable, but I know it's uh, it's going to come to it's a close limited. end. Yeah. It's limited. Yeah. Well, for me, I am watching Heroes. Now, mind you, I'm not watching Heroes Reborn in its entirety yet. My daughter said, well, I said, well, before I get you to watch the newest season, we have to watch at least the first season. So she is absolutely loving the first season of Heroes. Oh, good. Um, my son is so disappointed, Miles, because he really wants to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I can't, and he can't handle it. Not It's not just essential stuff. It's like when the cheerleader like pushes her rib back in when it's busted, it just wigs him out. So he can't, he's not at the maturity level to watch it. It's just a bit adult. It's a little graphic. It places. is, and but my uh, daughter loves trying to figure everything out and uh, mm-hmm. is really enjoying season one. So I'm rewatching season one, Miles again, mm-hmm. even before I kind of watch Heroes Reborn. So um, we're gonna keep working our way through it. Mm, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, so that, that's like the TV. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I'm watching Ninjago, which is a Lego. Uh, uh, Lego Ninja series mm-hmm. that's out there with my son, and uh, that's really about it. As, as far as I'm watching, I am reading a lot. I I am motored through the Hyperion series in about two months. Now, those of you who read Hyperion know that these are not short books. The audiobooks themselves are about twenty hours a pop, and um, the one I'm in that I just started on is now thirty hours. These are long books for the long haul, but I'm enjoying them. They're so good. You get a lot of running done? A lot of running, a lot of driving. You know, I listen back and forth from school. That gives me an hour a day to listen, and then I run anywhere from around an hour to a couple hours, depending on what I'm training for at whatever time. Mm-hmm. So I'm loving the books. They're good, though. They're good. good. Yeah. So that's really what's going on in my sci-fi world right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Miles, uh, we got some emails in, and this one came in from Dave Powell. We met him at Shore Leave, if you'll remember, during our session, our live Sci-Fi Diner yep. review. So 
Dave, it is great to have you here. We want to say hi, say hi to you and your lovely wife. And Emma would love to be here to say hi, but she's not here as you heard earlier. But we do want to share this with you and he just wrote in. So why don't you take this away? Why don't you read the email he sent? Hi, gang. Getting caught up on the diner, I wanted to say thanks for the shout-out on the post-shore-leave uh, episode. That was so much fun and good therapy for the post-con melancholy syndrome. I, I, I hear you, Dave. I don't think uh, Reggie and I are going to make Farpoint. Uh, Dad blasted, but we're, we already have our hotel reservations for shore-leave in 2016. So we will be there. Awesome. So <laughs> we'll look forward to seeing you. I just finished the latest feedback show regarding the proposed Kryptonian ancestry of Wonder Woman. That's all. It just strikes me as sexist, as though it's not enough for, for the Amazonians to be who they are or on their own with their own backstory, as Miles pointed out, but that they have at least uh, indirectly have connections with Superman. I'd be interested to hear what you think. Sci-fi, sci-fi feedback-wise, by the way, I'm reading uh, The Ethics of Star Trek by uh, Professor uh, Judith Barrett and Ed, Ed Robertson. I'd love to be on a panel at Shore Leave on this topic next year for the anniversary. Otherwise, I just finished a rewatch of Firefly before reading the, the comics, filling in the pre-Serenity story. Watched episode, season one of The Last Ship. Mr. Ball was able to convince me he is not Jane Cobb in a Navy uniform and have uh, detoured some horror with uh, Joe Hill's Stephen King's son, 20th Century Ghosts, short story collection. Uh, Reggie has been busy de- detouring as well with the latest seasons of Lawler SVU and Castle. Oh, but she is reading uh, James F. David's uh, Thunder series about some sort of a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimeyness causing the uh, Cretaceous period and 20th century to overlap. Cheers, Dave Powell. That is a dense email with a lot of good stuff in it. Why don't we talk about a little bit about what he's saying? So let's jump back to the whole Wonder Woman Kryptonian ancestor thing. Yes. So... What do you think about what he's saying? Um, I, th- I think he and I are in agreement that um, trying to link with the Kryptonian story is is a mistake. They're better off just leaving, you know, let them have their own origin story, um, and you know, just yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be li- linked with the whole Kryptonian thing. I mean, I know it's tempting because they. Um, in, in the last Superman movie, they had Kryptonians visit Earth twenty thousand years before, and they were maybe want to do something with that. I can under, I can understand that, but um, and, and maybe as much as possible, try to base it in reality as much as you can, as as much as you can as a Superman movie. But having them related to Superman's people would explain why they have their powers. I see the temptation at, but. I don't know, just, I think they ought to go in their own direction. Yeah, I mean, can't they have their own powers develop their own ways in uh, some other facet? I mean, they're, I I like the link more to the gods. It would be interesting where, you know, link you know, up to we, mythology. Like Zeus and mythology, and I mean, we, were, we, were watching an, we were watching an episode, uh, the animate episode, where they, are, where they do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm more for that than I am with, See him linked to Krypton. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's sexist, but uh, it's cer- certainly a bit of a... Um, it's, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with the decision. So Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, so, Ethics of Star Trek. Have you read this book? I have not. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, so Dave Powell, if you can, Miles wants a link. So, if you want to, like, either, uh, you know... Message it to us on the Sci-Fi Diner Facebook page or email us that. We would love to get it and uh, 
he would love to uh, be there because that sounds interesting. The ethics of Star Trek, right? I think you'd find that fascinating. That, and that, that would make it that would make for an interesting panel at, at Shoreleaf. Yeah, Last Ship. Did you watch? You watched Last Ship? Right? I did and uh, enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you know. Yeah, Adam Baldwin is is a very talented actor. Uh, he does. I mean, so yeah, he he is playing. He's not playing. Yeah, Jane Cobb in a Navy uniform. Yeah. I still, and I may have mentioned this on the show way back before, but I remember the first movie I saw Adam Baldwin in. And it was uh, it was Independence Day. Okay. Yeah. He was probably in some other stuff before that, but that's what I remember seeing him at. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was playing a Navy grunt or an Army grunt there, too. Yeah, he was like an Air Force officer, I yeah, think. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's none of the other stuff I've read or heard, but um, I think that's good. But anyway, thank you so much for writing in, Dave. Always good to hear from you, and we'd love to hear what you're watching, if you're watching any sci-fi this season, what you're thinking of, what's out there. Um, always be interested to hear your perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an email from Jen from New York, and she wrote in, and she actually wrote in about Star Wars, because we were reviewing Star Wars, and so maybe this belongs more in line with the listener feedback episode that we would have done for Star Wars. We didn't do a lot of listener feedback in that episode. Though. No, we didn't. So I'm just going to share this here. And Jen, of course, is heading to uh, New York Comic Con. So say hi if you see Jen. So, <laughs> I mean, how many Jens are going to be at New York Comic Con? Probably not many. Not many, not many at all. No. But, okay, here's what she says. Hey, guys, okay, here it goes. In 1977, I was five. Not giving away my age or anything like that. That <laughs> Just remember being wowed when I got to see it on the big screen with my parents. Those are some good parents. They took you to see Star Wars? Yeah. I'm five, yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm older than you, Jen, that's all I'm saying. Uh, that was always the best spot on Earth when I went to the theater with them all the time sitting between them especially the moment when Luke saved Leia and they swung across the bridge. Of course, we didn't know it back then that they were brother and sister. Awkward now. <laughs> they were so many moments. I probably got first got excited about it like everyone else when I saw the advertisements on TV. I was always interested in sci-fi. Star Trek was my first love and influence, so there was always a tug of war with me. And I'm sure my whole family probably went because it also came out around my brother's birthday in May. Lucky him. My birthday was always, always in September. It's the 24th. Guys, I'm just saying, not to get a shout or anything like that. Well, happy birthday, Jen. We are recording this a little bit later happy, than your birthday, but happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday. Definitely. You know, I'm not going to sing for you right now, but Miles said he will. Um, no, no, Jen, no. I'm, not, I'm not going to do it to you, Jen. No, no, okay. Um, maybe I was a bit premature in that assumption. You so were. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, and the, just the music alone always gave me goosebumps every time I hear it, especially when Luke looked over the horizon at the two suns, not knowing what his future may hold. I mean, what planet do you know that had two suns? That was awesome in itself. Darth Vader was scary enough, and the whole rescue of Princess Leia, get to the garbage chute, flyboy, was great. What a wonderful idea she had, right? That whole scene was hysterical when C-3PO thought they were being crushed. I think there wasn't a part of the movie I didn't enjoy. I could probably narrate the whole picture at this point now that I've seen it a hundred million times. It was heartbreaking when Obi-Wan was killed. It didn't understand why at the time. Then, of course, we knew he helped Luke by ways of the Force. And then when they tried to destroy the Death Star and it was a surprise when Han came back, we knew he was good and wanted more than money. It was just like the shout-out yes moment. And I always liked the change in outfits at the end, too. Like Luke's yellow jacket 
and always liked Leia's necklace. I was just excited when they all got medals. Well, they didn't all get medals. We'll talk about that. Little R2 shook in excitement. I didn't want it to end. I could probably go on and on about it. It's just one of those classic movies I'll probably never get tired of. Although it surprises me, and yet doesn't surprise me how it became popular all over again. There's so much merchandise for it now than ever before. Um, that's it for now. Jen from New York. P.S. I'm always get. I'm also getting excited for New York Comic Con. Yes, I'm going. Can't wait. Although they're all going to kill me with so many shows that are going to be there. So too much to see at New York Comic Con is what she's saying. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be sensory overload. <laughs> I'm sure too. What do you think about the, the the different moments that stuck out to her in Star Wars? Um, the things that were there. Well, her, her and I. I mean, the whole swing, cro- you know, cross. Um, that was one of your favorites. That was my favorite scenes too. So I mean, yeah. I always, you know, as a little kid, pretended to do that over on, you know, on a tree or something. You know, we didn't get a lot into James Williams' music, did we, in the show when we talked? We may have mentioned it. We may have mentioned but, it, but, but... But that that I agree with you, Jen. The scene where Luke's standing out there looking into the distance, feeling like he's not going anywhere, and two suns are kind of setting in the horizon, and that music, you know, when you see it, the, 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 the melody of that tune just goes through my head even now as we're podcasting here. Yeah, the music is almost a character in itself. It's well, so and iconic. you knew when characters were going to appear. I mean, the Darth Vader Imperial March theme. Yeah, I still remember. I gotta tell you this story. This is totally unrelated, to Jen. But um, when my brother got married, we jokingly said that we were going to put on for her march down the aisle the Imperial Death March. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> now we didn't. But I did have it on my MP3 player, and we did play it for the rehearsal dinner. And she almost throttled me for that's, the rehearsal. So that's, that's funny. Yeah. So she still hasn't forgiven me for to this day. No, she has. Mm-hmm. But it was a uh, classic. Dun 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 dun. You know, just that classic Vader march. I wonder if it was ever. You know, you, 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 some mm-hmm. people have. Theme weddings, if they if they ever had a Star Wars wedding, if they that would be great for the Imperial Death March. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, what you need is in the middle of a wedding, as the ring bearer is coming up, <laughs> is have him dressed as Gollum. Now we're crossing <laughs> the streams. We are, we are, yeah. but you know, one ring to rule them all. One ring to bind them. Anyways, I'm sorry. We're off in the wedding stuff here. Uh, anything else that Jenna said that kind of stuck out to you? Um, I mean, we 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 talked about this when we reviewed it. I mean, well, she she did get into detail about what what they were wearing at the end. I mean, um, we don't always remember this, but I mean, Luke. I mean, Luke had a nicer yellow jacket, and Leah had a necklace. I mean, so um, just. But they didn't all get medals, Miles. No, no, they didn't. And Chewie uh, got shafted. He he did. Maybe we'll have to talk about this in another show in detail. But he got an MTV Lifetime Award because he didn't get a you know a medal. Oh, that's awesome! Um, you know, there there's a Lego parody on this where C three PO retells the events, and um, he's so excited. He's carrying the medals out. Mm-hmm. He's so excited when R two comes rolling out. He throws the medals up, and Chewie's breaks. And Leia, like, sweeps it aside with her foot very coyly, and that's why there's only two battles. It's kind of funny, the way, <laughs> the way it's done. Um, but, 
Yeah, you know, so much, and there's so much merchandise out there this time that I just want to buy it. There's always been, I mean, this is one thing Star Wars, George Lucas, I mean, they did a lot of things, right? But as far as the merchandising, I mean, they're very smart. I mean, they, I mean, you have, the, you have the toys for all the kids, um, but there's cool stuff for the adults also. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. This is something to start, I mean, this is something they, they've done a better job than Star Trek has done, I, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Miles, we got an email from Lee Kemp. Now, I'm going to be honest. He wrote this more like the beginning of September, and we were doing a listener feedback show, and he had sent it, and it didn't come through till after the feedback show, so it's a bit dated, but we're going to share it anyways. So, Lee, forgive us for not reading this earlier, but he's talking about his summer movies and some of what he watched over the summer. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and read it? All right. So this is what Lee had to say. Movies I had seen since the start of the summer are Avengers, Age of Ultron. Great movie, liked the jokes at right at the start of it, and, and the action and story were very good. But did have some bumps in the road, the characters of uh, Iron Man or Tony Stark. It was almost like he had ADHD in the first half of the movie, and then he was back to himself. Not sure where they were going with it, but it ended well, so not too many complaints. Yeah. So um, what do, you, what do, you, do you agree with that? I agree he was off. He, he was off his game. So not the Tony Stark that we typically get. Yeah. But um, no, 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 that, that's all right. I liked Age of Ultron, though. Oh, I, I, I loved Age of Ultron. I, I look forward to seeing it again. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max. This is something I have not seen yet. Uh, another good movie. The, the plot did, And loves this. The plot did not show up until almost at the end, but there was enough action to make, it up, make up for it. But this one you can wait till it's out on DVD, if not already. It's it is out on DVD now. Um, and so wow, he does not agree with M. M loved this movie, saw it multiple times in the theater, mm-hmm. but he said, "Eh, wait till DVD." Yeah. <laughs> so that's um, yeah. Well, I'll let you fight that one out with with M. I'm gonna tell you, I typically don't pick fights with M because I lose. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with the M. Next one on his list is Ant-Man. Love this movie. Great story and action. And I was never much of a fan of the character, but this movie changed my mind. Uh, I also love the inside jokes about the Avengers and the run-in with Hawkman was just fun. This entire movie was fun and love the ugly dog. Watch watch the movie and, and you'll get it. Uh, I didn't get to see Ant-Man yet. Um, I look forward to seeing that one. Yeah, but it, it, looked, it looked good. Mm-hmm. In TV, watching Defiance, Dark Matter, and yes, Killjoys. I did say I could take it or leave it, but did a, did find a plot or two that kept me interested, so I'm sticking with it for now. On the DVR that I'm recording, but not watching at this moment, but most likely will do a marathon at some point, are The Last Ship and Falling Skies. Um, books, I think they're last reported that I had read. The first book of uh, uh, that I got on Father's Day. I received the other four books. That was Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, okay. Yeah. Uh, that are on Father's Day. And, and the four books that are printed at this time. But I have not re- had time to read them because of some health issues. Other books I've read at the start of this summer are, are Star Trek, Captain's Table, also six books if you get a chance, are all a good read. Next are Star Trek The Fall. I read all five books. There are a few books you, you may want, want to read before reading those on Typhon Pact. There's another five books set that needs to be read before re- reading the Fall series books. That's it, guys. Just listen to your podcast, 256, Sure Leave or Bust. Uh, guys, have a great job. Cheers. Peace and long life, Lee. Yeah, so some great stuff there. What do you think about his uh, the books that he's recommending that you read? Uh, g- good list. I've 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 read them. So, um, so you're good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I I I've, yeah I'm, I'm there's very few Star Trek books I haven't read. Oh, very good. Yeah. 
So you're, you're, you're keeping current with that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Killjoys, you watched Killjoys, didn't you? I did. And did you agree that it kind of found its way toward the end? I enjoyed it from the beginning. I mean, I, get, I was going to give it a chance. I mean, it was a show that, that, that took place sometimes in space. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, enjoy, I, I, I like Killjoys. I thought, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. it so it, it kept getting interesting throughout the series. And so I, I think it got renewed. I'm not sure, though. It probably did, and I just haven't. Uh, mm-hmm. watched it so mm-hmm. someone uh, said Dark was watching I was talking with someone on Facebook that said Dark Matter they loved it I guess they, is it on Netflix already I it, it just that's a pretty bit quick turnaround if it is yeah I, I, I don't know if it's she on she was the... mentioning some show that she was watching and said is this uh, is this still being aired and I'm like I think it was renewed for another season both of them were right yeah Dark Matter was definitely renewed for another season and Killjoys do we know uh, the, Killjoys the, that I'm not sure about yeah I could be wrong listeners you have to let us know was Kill was uh, Killjoys were, were, were it was it were it were it was it was it renewed I don't mm-hmm. know I'm an English major I can't even figure that out mm-hmm. but uh, Rafaela wrote in and said this and this was actually regarding we did an interview with Kristen Byers book about Voyager and this is what she had to say about it and this is going back quite a few so if you didn't listen you can just do a search for Kirsten Beyer and Sci-Fi Diner and you'll find out the discussion we had about this book we had a great interview with her yeah I wish you could have been there oh you weren't there that's right no no was it was it M&I it was you and yeah, yeah yeah that's right mm-hmm. um, she said this I need to say that Kirsten Beyer's book about Voyager mainly featuring Janeway saved my life I pray she won't stop writing about Voyager and Janeway after the 2016 book, Pocket Full of Lives. Talk about... And so this is something that she said, for some reason, at her time where she was at in her life, this book that she wrote about Janeway is the one that just really helped her get through whatever her time. That's awesome. Um, And you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, we have these books in our lives that have this sort of power that inspire us, that keep us going and... Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's sci-fi, sometimes it's other books. We just can't put down that kind of play an integral role mm-hmm. in our lives to stick out with us. Yeah, I mean, a good book, I mean, it could it could either inspire us or it could just be an escape. I mean, for I mean, when I read a book, I can I can escape uh, and just whatever things are going on in my life that I want to just put on a back burner. I, I mean, a good book will help me get away from it for a little while. Yeah. No, no, and I agree with that. You know, I think books that, um, and I have this one on my shelf. The book that got me that I, I, I've, I now I read science fiction prior to this, but the book, the book that really got me into science fiction, Andre Norton's Galactic Derelict, absolutely loved this book. I read it numerous times, and for some reason, that book has stayed with me, mm. changed my life. Mm. And I read it. Uh, the other one, The Martian, I've read three times, and that's a new book. But you know, these are books have a books have a power. They do. Oh yeah. They are able to transport you. So, well, let's uh, let's jump into some Facebook comments real quick, and then we'll uh, kind of wrap up the show here. Uh, and I don't know if you posted this. Maybe I guess I can see. This is Lee posted this story about Ronda Rousey as Captain Marvel. Here's what the Marvel execs say, and they have some strong feelings about it. And uh, you guys weighed in as well. What do you think of Ronda Rousey as Captain Marvel? And uh, Miles, you had some comments on that. What did I did. You, yeah, what did you say about that? I'll let you read your own comments here. Well, I had said basically, you know, there was some. 
some kind of expressing concern about whether she can act or not. And now, for those of you who don't know who who, who Ronda Rousey is, Rousey? Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Rousey. So uh, who, Rowdy, Rowdy, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So who is she? She you would know. She 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 is a, a MMA fighter in the UFC. Um, she. I think she won a bronze in the Olympics, um, but where she where she has made her her impact and her, her known is the UFC. But also because her fights usually last thirty seconds, sometimes less. I mean, she gets her opponent in in, in some kind of submission move, and they're they're tapping out a few seconds later. Her fights don't last long. She's just that good. Oh wow! Um, but she has she was in um, the last Expendables. And she was in one of the um, the fast, I think one of the last Fast and Furious movies. So she's um, she's crossed over to the big screen, and um, we'll probably see her more 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 things later on. Yeah. So uh, so, what do you think about her playing Miss Marvel? I'm Captain I, Marvel. Yeah, I'd be open to the idea. Um, Probably a few acting lessons would help. I mean, I only saw her in the Expendables, and her role wasn't that big. And you know, honestly, she she was there to look good and, and kick ass while doing it. Um, I mean, she's not the only fighter or wrestler to make a move into cinema. I mean, The Rock and oh, there's a lot. I mean, The Rock's probably the most successful. He's you know, he's probably one of the most successful uh, action stars in Hollywood right now. But other wrestlers have have made it to the big screen. Um, with with mixed success, but uh, another other athletes in other in other in other sports that have made it there too. Um, you know, if she, if she she she's got a good look. She's she she does have that certain it factor, that charisma. You know, if she learns to act a little bit, I, I don't see why she couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Well, Jen M says she was also in the Expendables three, as we said, and uh, she thought she did a good job, and um, she's tough and able to kick someone's butt. Mm-hmm. And Matt. Madam, our eternal pessimist said it would be horrible. She can't act at all. <laughs> so we love Matt. He always uh, brings a, a different slant on it. Right. You know, one of the things that I'm a bit um, miffed about is this whole MacGyver reboot they're talking about. Hmm. Seriously, you can't replace Richard Dean Anderson. No, no. I, I, I mean, I don't know. And uh, Scott Fisher's like, oh my God, yes, one of my all-time favorite shows. Yes, one of your all-time favorite shows, but let's not ruin it, right? I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of this. What do you, th- are you? Would you be okay with a MacGyver reboot? At this point, no. Um, yeah, I just again. I mean, why? Why can't Hollywood come up with an original idea? Um, yeah. yeah. And and the thing, I mean, MacGyver worked well for when it was on TV. This was the '80s and the '90s, early '90s, and. Um, I, I don't know if, it, if if a MacGyver show would work well today. Um, it, it was definitely a lighter tone. Um, you know, they, 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 there was limitations what they what they're allowed to do, but I think that in, in, in part of it was its charm. Um, I am almost afraid what they would if they come with a MacGyver show. Charm and a little bit of cheese factor. Yeah, the little cheese and camp factor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> cheese and camp doesn't really fly these days. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know what? The closest you get to that is maybe Doctor Who. A little bit of campiness in Doctor Who, but we love Doctor Who because of it. It's part of what makes Doctor Who Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not op- I'm not optimistic here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not either. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else here on the Facebook we should be talking about? Um, let's hear. I believe that's it. I don't know. There's not a lot else out there in the Facebook, but we do want to hear the shows that you're watching, the, the movies and everything else that you are into. Did you go see The Mar- Martian? Are you watching Heroes Reborn? Are you seeing Minority Report? Any other shows that are out there? What are you thinking about the seasons and the way they're stacking up? We want to hear your initial thoughts as the season kind of gets underway. Uh, anything else we should be asking them? No, I think you asked the right questions. Yeah, I believe that's it. Well, why don't we get out of here? Okay, till next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.